Every day, people like you are making the decision to start their own business. During this process, there are any number of questions that may come up. On Entrepreneur's Think Tank, we dive deep into the minds of those who have done it before. Learn from their journey as you work to build your empire. Here's your host, Nicole Henderson. Welcome to another great conversation in the Think Tank. During this episode, my guest and I talk about becoming a corporate graduate and what it takes to shift your mindset from being an employee to a successful entrepreneur. We have all been hearing a lot about the Great Resignation as we continue to live through the pandemic. Truthfully, it made us all do a great deal of reflecting on where we wanted to be in our lives. The Pew Research Center actually did a study that covered why many workers decided to leave their jobs. Their reasons included low pay as the top reason, no opportunities for advancement, the feeling of being disrespected at work, childcare issues, and not enough flexibility. Granted, some left their jobs and found another job, but many followed their dream to become an entrepreneur. As usual, there are a lot of great nuggets in these conversations. I look forward to having you listen in on the following conversation I have with Ilanka. Enjoy the show. Well, hello, Ilanka. Thank you so much for joining us on Entrepreneurs Think Tank. I'm glad to have you with us today. Thank you so much. Well, we are going to dive right into it, but first I'd like you to share with our listeners a little bit of background. Um, Tell us about your company and how you took that step into entrepreneurship. Yeah, so it's actually, (laughs) yeah, loaded question, right? Um, It's actually interesting because my business started uh, not too long ago. I was actually in the world for most of my career. And I was always sort of doing something on the side. I was always busy with some entrepreneurial activity, right? And I actually deep dived into a business. I would say my first real business in 2016 and put a ton of money in there, a ton of time and effort. And that entire business fell flat on its face. And so I sort of had to go through this rediscovery journey of what is it that I like what's next right and what is it that I'm going to spend my time on and I really got serious about what the impact was that I wanted to make as an entrepreneur and how I could do it while raising my family so um, I was really intrigued by the coaching industry I always was fascinated by it but I didn't even really know exactly like what it was and how do you become a coach and it just seemed very daunting and I was actually at a Tony Robbins event and had this what I call an epiphany moment and I just realized that this is what I this is what I should be doing next and so I started my coaching business and since then I feel like you know I always want to say I I wish I found it I found it sooner but you know, it happens the way it's supposed to happen. And yeah, here I am helping women all over the world. And it's just insane. It's like still crazy to me to think that we can have conversations like this and we can literally sit on the other side of the planet from each other. You know, it's just crazy. But yeah, it's fun. Which I want to take a step back because when I read your bio and saw that you two were what I'd call a corporate graduate, 
And yeah. <laughs> um, making that transition, I think many of us have been in that place, especially when we have kids and we're trying to juggle all the things. Um, yeah. How do you get to that point where you say, okay, I'm cutting off the corporate piece and now I'm going full in on the entrepreneurial piece? Yeah. I have to say one of the big things that I was very blessed to have in doing the move was I had a lot of support. I have an amazing husband and he did give me a lot of emotional support at that point because it was a really difficult shift for me to make. But I think because I'm also very much a planner, I didn't just jump into it. I actually did plan a little bit ahead. So I saved up some cash and just sort of got myself ready to make that move. But I think one of the hardest things that I found in making that jump was actually starting to think like an entrepreneur and not like an employee anymore. That was, the, I would say, the most challenging part and shifting your mindset from, you know, to being in a nine to five and thinking like, the typical employee and there's no, nothing wrong with the way we think as as entrepreneurs versus employees right it's just a different mindset and really stepping into that version of who I now had to become in order to create a business that could actually support me and the life I wanted to create for myself and my family yeah you, it's uh cannot go unnoted uh, the um the importance and benefit of having supportive husbands <laughs> um, yeah. to make this work. Um, not to say others can't do it, but man, it is a huge help. Um, yeah. And so I will say the same that I have a supportive husband to help make this work out. Um, yeah. Otherwise it would, it, there would be an added level of difficulty. Um, yeah. That's with, for sure. That's with for sure. this journey. So I want to nail down or go a little bit deeper into where the idea came from. You shared with me before the um, before we recorded in some information about finding your purpose. Um, yeah. Can you um, go a little bit into how you came to like find your purpose a little bit more and stumbling into the the coaching business? Yeah, so it's actually a really interesting story. I'm super afraid of spiders. It's not even funny. I would, I literally do not like them. Like I won't kill them if I find them in my house. I'll literally call my husband. He's like the spider catcher extraordinaire, right? So he comes, catches them, puts them outside. But when I was sort of in transition between this business that I started and which failed, right? It literally fell flat on its face me trying to figure out what's next i was researching a ton of stuff and reading a ton of books and it's interesting we always hear the the saying that when the student is ready the teacher appears right and in my case that was very much the case i found a mentor by the name jim fortin and i started really just consuming all of his stuff and learning as much as i could possibly learn and he introduced me to the concept of self-hypnosis, which is very much like meditation. But, um, you know, the, the purpose of self-hypnosis is to literally rewire your brain, right? So I was doing self-hypnosis for about 10 minutes a day, three times a day. And I would go into my self-hypnosis session and I would literally ask in my case, it was God, but I suppose if you're not necessarily someone who believes in God, you know, it can be source or the universe or whatever it is, but you ask, you know, you, you can ask a question while you're in self-hypnosis. And I was asking, 
what's next? What am I supposed to do? What's happening? And I was so frustrated with the entire process because I felt like I didn't get my answer fast enough, right? I was super desperate just to like, no, just tell me, give me a sign. And it's interesting for about a week, every time I went into self-hypnosis and came out of it, I literally found a spider in the room and it would like an actual spider. It wasn't, <laughs> wasn't hallucination or anything, right? Um, and it got to the point where this spider was actually on top of me. I woke, I like, I came out of self-hypnosis and the spider was sitting on my leg and I freaked out. And at that moment I realized, okay, maybe the spider is trying to tell me something, right? And it sounds very woo-woo. I was very much like, what is happening right now? And I went to Google and I Googled, what does it mean if a spider keeps appearing? Like, is there some message that I'm supposed to see? And it's so interesting because the first search result that came up was that spiders represent patience. Spiders are very creative in the term, in the sense of how they spin their webs and, you know, they sit and they wait for their prey. They don't necessarily go around and like try and catch it, right? Like I was doing with my purpose. Uh, it just comes to them. And so I realized, okay, I'm trying to force something that is maybe already in front of me. I'm just not seeing it because I'm so desperate and trying to find it. And I do believe that we have not necessarily just one purpose, but I was trying to find my next thing for this season that I'm in right now. And so I literally decided, okay, it's time for me to just relax and just wait and see what happens, what comes. And as soon as I released it, I actually remember this day so clearly. I posted a post way back in, I think it was 2018, which feels like... <laughs> decades ago now decades. right uh, but I was I put a post on Facebook in a Facebook group in a, in a community and I asked the question hey I want to start this podcast it's for moms and I want to help them to you know live aligned and this is my idea what do you guys think about it and I sort of I got a lot of feedback but I sort of forgot about the post and I got distracted with all the other things that was happening in my life and I never started the podcast and so when I was doing this self-hypnosis discovery with the spider, this was two years later, and I got a notification the next morning when I woke up and I looked at my phone and I saw it was a notification from this Facebook group, which I posted in two years ago, right? Or three years ago, whatever it was. And someone commented on that post and they said, listen, I actually went to search for your podcast I couldn't find it. Like, did you, like, where is it? Where do I find this thing? And that was the smack between the eyes that I needed to have in that moment. And I just realized, wow, like, this is what I wanted to do way back when. And I didn't really, I wasn't really in tune. I wasn't really, really ready. And here it is now. And so I decided to start a podcast and serve moms and yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> it just sort of all fell into place and here I am. It's funny how the universe lines up like that, um, yeah. where you have these triggers, you have this gut intuition, but it still took that nudge um, yeah. to kind of push it into action to, yeah. to bring it and, to life. And it, 
It's so funny because we want the validation, right? We are sometimes so desperate for that external validation, for someone to just tell us that we're making the right decision, that we're making the right move. And in all honesty, like no one knows, right? We have to give it a try. We have to be all in and whatever idea or thing it is that comes to us. And sometimes, you know, I love how, how Oprah always says, when life, like life whispers at, at you until it starts screaming, right? If you're not listening to those whispers, eventually it's going to start screaming at you. And to me, the lady commenting on that Facebook post was literally life screaming at me and saying like, this is the thing, right? And so I think we just have to take a step back sometimes and not necessarily look for someone else's solution or someone else's guidance but really just learn how to trust ourselves again in the process and, you know, make decisions from that place instead of the other way around. Yeah. I had a coach um, tell me one time, sometimes you just have to do it scared and um, not letting the fact that it's imperfect keep you from doing it. And so I think that those are two lessons that I'm definitely taking even in relaunching this series of the podcast it's not perfect yet, but yeah. the conversations that I've had so far have been phenomenal, you know, and I know that the way these conversations will land will help other women. And so just putting it out in the universe until it gets to a play, I don't think it'll ever get perfect, but we'll just keep improving upon it as we go. Yeah, exactly. And I think if we can just Instead of firstly comparing ourselves to everybody out there and looking at everybody else's journey, you know, comparing our day one to someone else's day 500 or whatever it is, we should stop doing that. And we should literally just look at what we did yesterday and have we improved even just a little, you know, because we're basically just really com competing against ourselves, no one else, right? So, right, we yeah, all, I love that. Yeah, we. it's almost like we could be our own worst enemy, <laughs> And keeping ourselves from even putting the work out for people to consume. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, for me, that was also something that I really struggled with in starting my coaching business because I felt, you know, how can I be a coach if my life isn't perfect yet, you know? And then I realized it's not about having the perfect life. It's about having the experience, having the skill and being so passionate about helping other people that eventually it just becomes this natural thing right and so just releasing that perfectionism you know letting it go and just doing your best just being all in and I think you know we're like when listening to you talk we're both like very heart-centered people and it's it is about making that difference and making a mark you know and if only one person listens to this episode and they find value out of it didn't we actually achieve the goal right so yep. yeah so you touched on a little bit, but I want to um, ask you a little more specifically about having to pivot. You know, what challenges did you face in your journey of starting your business and what pivots might you have had to make? Yeah, so I would say the first pivot was definitely the mindset. And the second one was managing my day to day activities, like the time I was spending in my business. Uh, being a work from home mom, having three children, homeschooling them, like finding 
balance between all of those things that was really a challenge but I think that's also something that really paved the way in how I help moms now because that's something that I feel I've really mastered that in my own life and feel really good about that so that was one pivot and I I had to make and I think the other one was to stop comparing my corporate career with my entrepreneurial journey because we tend to think that okay we had this high paying salary in the corporate world and we should be making it back in an instant when we step into entrepreneurship right and it like earning 100k isn't the same as creating 100k it takes a completely different mindset a complete completely different strategy and so that was a major pivot that I that I had to make as well. So yeah, I would say those are the the big things. I think mindset is always something that pops up to me because I feel it's everything, right? What we're thinking has such a profound impact on how we're feeling and how we're taking action. And you know, if you're not getting the results that you're wanting in your business or your life, you can probably trace that back to a thought. <laughs> so yeah, it's always it's always a mindset for me. Yeah. So speaking of that, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to do uh, and relaunch the podcast with mompreneurs in mind is the fact of saying, yes, you can do this. You can have a business and you can homeschool your kids. So I want to ask you about what systems or what do you have in place to help the homeschool life work with your entrepreneurial life? Yeah, so that's a great question. To me, helping women with their businesses, it's always about four systems. There's four focus areas. And the first one is visibility. So you have to be visible to your ideal client, right? They have to be able to find you. You have to have a way to get onto their radar. And the interesting thing about systems is that we always think it has to be super complicated. Like when we hear the word system, it just sounds completely overwhelming. And like, where do I start? And is it now going to be, you know, this thing that's just this monster? And how do I, how do, where do I even begin? It doesn't have to be complicated. In fact, a system shouldn't be, it should be simple, right? It's supposed to help you to save time, money, energy. And so the first system I put in place for myself is visibility. How am I going to be seen? And that can be anything like a podcast, a Instagram account, being on TikTok, a YouTube video. And I do always recommend to my clients, like don't try to do it all, right? Pick one that really resonates with you, one that you know your ideal clients are spending time on as well and master that one platform, do it well. The second one is how do you now take those people who have seen you and who've come into your orbit, how do you now now get them onto your email list? How do you turn them into a lead? And that can be a system, right? So that can be as simple as you give them something in return for their email address and you start nurturing those people via email. It doesn't have to be an email system, right? It can be in a, in a Facebook group. I prefer email just simply because we own that asset. We don't necessarily have any control over what Facebook's doing, right? It can go away tomorrow. Um, so that's the second system. The third one is how do you now convert those people into sales? So you have to start thinking of 
the discussions that you're having with these people and how do you convert them into a paying customer? And the funniest thing, the most interesting thing, thing to me is always that we don't make enough offers. We typically don't make have enough sales conversations because that in itself is sometimes scary for us to do. And the last one is now that you have them as a customer, how are you going to give them the best possible experience? And that is how you fulfill for them. So, you know, how do you onboard them as a client or a customer? What do you do? Like, what are the actual steps that you take? And sometimes just documenting that process, that's enough for many people because you know, sometimes they don't actually even have it documented and they're just sort of reinventing the wheel every time something happens or a new client comes in. Obviously, if you can automate it, amazing, but you don't necessarily have to. So those are the four things that I quickly started focusing on. And in all honesty, I don't have, you know, I have many weeks where I would love to have that unicorn week every week, right? But it doesn't happen. The kids get sick. <laughs> something breaks you know a cl clients Somebody cancel a whatever it is yeah exactly <laughs> so some sort of craft project <laughs> yeah and I think that's in those cases you really just have to give yourself some grace and plan as much as you can stick to the plan and you know when life happens allow it it's okay you, you can still get back on the bus and you know continue with whatever it is that you were busy with I think um, one thing I definitely took away is the systems not having to be complicated, but going through the exercise. Um, I yep. am in that space right now and trying to systematize um, some of what I do yep. and realizing how out of whack and having to repeat things that I do all the time doesn't even make sense. And so... Um, putting some of those systems in place, I think is important. So I'm having to block time on my calendar to be able to even make time to go back and think about what is my system for this? You know, what is the yeah. email that kicks out for this automatically? And um, it's not easy um, because it's work that has to get done, but it yeah. is, um, Definitely something that I think is a value is um, putting those systems in place because I think for the long run, I mean, I was just speaking with somebody about Dubsado and trying to build out the automated emails and it. At least they have templates in there that you can, yeah. that you can use for um, our types of um, businesses so I wanted to um, go to something that went right when building your business. What was something that you were like, oh my gosh, I nailed it. Mm. I would have to say that to me, the focus has always been on being a really good coach and going through the process of working with people for free. Like that was something that a lot of, a lot of people was, was saying like, you have to charge for your services. Don't give stuff away for free. And starting out as a coach, you know, I was really new. I was, I felt like a newbie in this industry and just really wanted to get coaching, you know, and, and sort of remove the barrier of the sales conversation initially, just to see like, how is this, how do I feel about this actually working with real live people, right? 
And so something that really went right for me, I think, from the start was not being afraid to coach people for free. I coached about 10 ladies for free. A lot of those ladies actually continued with me, became paying clients. So I think, you know, the lesson for me in that was you don't always have to listen to what other people are saying, <laughs> right? Sometimes you have to just follow your gut and follow what feels right for you. And in my case, that really did work well for me and just, you know, getting myself out there and, you know, having the conversation, even just saying like, I'm a coach, you know, and I can help you with this thing was very daunting in the beginning. And so just doing it, just even like removing as much of the barriers as you possibly can and just getting yourself out there and starting the process because clarity comes from action. And the more action we take, you know, things actually typically work out, I found. So it's just about getting that momentum and getting moving. Oh, I think that's the golden nugget. Clarity comes from action because I think yeah. we struggle and it, and it's back to mindset is finding that clarity in our minds of the direction we want to go in. So I'm going to definitely remember that and take that away. Clarity comes from action. Okay. What advice do you wish you had received um, as you were starting out? You know it mm. now, but what do you wish you had received early on? I wish someone told me that I didn't have to hustle. Like I didn't have to spend hours and hours and hours behind my computer. It was just a matter of doing the right things for that space that I was in. You know, we spend so much time doing things that aren't necessarily giving us the return. We're stressing over things like, is my business scalable, but you're not making any money yet, you know? So who cares whether it's scalable? Like start, get going so that you're you're getting some cash into your bank, right? You can worry about the scalability later. So, um, you know, I feel like that's something I wish someone could guide me a little bit more in the beginning. It's just the things that I was focusing on was taking so much of my time, so much energy, so much overwhelm and frustration. And so many of those things didn't even really give me anything. There was like no results from those things, right? So just focusing on things that really matter, that literally move the needle forward. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Is that... um everything i mean i know we got to work on the things that are for down the road but we can't forget about the now and what yeah. needs to be done now i mean that, that it doesn't make common sense but you hear people say you need to do this and you need to do that and i guess that goes back to not listening what people say <laughs> and really yeah. focusing I, on what our gut is driving us to do yeah, exactly. Something that I learned from Tony Robbins was he actually was coaching someone else and I was watching the coaching session and he said, you know, there's the business that you are now and there's the business that you are becoming. And it's great if you can also look into the future and think ahead and really have that big vision for your life. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And it is actually important to have that. But we also have to remember where we are right now and what we're focusing on right now, because you might not reach that next level business until you actually get 
really masterful at what you're doing right now, right? So I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we're so focused on the future, so focused on the bigger picture that we forget to just be present and focus on what is right in front of us now. And with that, I want to turn to what does the future hold for your business? You know, what does it look like five years from now, 10 years from now for your business? Yeah, that's so exciting to think about. Like when you asked me this question in preparing for this episode, I really gave it some thought. And, you know, something that I feel really passionate about is just transforming mom's lives, right? And I'm so passionate about it because I simply, I can see the difference it makes not only in the mom's life, but the ripple effect it has in the children's lives as well. You know, when a, when a mom really steps into her fullness, her power, and really owns it and does things from a place of alignment, it just has such a profound ripple effect. We don't even know how far it's going to travel, right? And the lessons our children are, are getting from that as well. And so for me, my business going forward is all about helping as many moms as I possibly can. And perhaps writing a book, like that's something that I've always been really fascinated with and really interested in. And so that's something that I would definitely put on the cards and also like events, you know, actual live events um, where a ton of moms are in the same room and we're having the same conversations about the stuff that, you know, trip us up. And yeah, that's where I see it. So hopefully, you know, working with thousands of moms coming in the next couple of years and yeah, just making making my impact on my little corner of this planet. So, yeah. Well, we're, we'll have to definitely stay connected because we are in the same boat. I'm thinking about a mompreneur mastermind um, Love it. somewhere in person where it's a group of moms where we can um, not only take in a nice island view, but also, you know, get some work done and strategize together. Um, I think that could be re really powerful. Um I'm also like you, I've started and stopped a book several for several years now. And so definitely want to put that out there um, at some point in the world. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. So I, and I think several of us are uh, trying to do that. And I think if we um, collaborate and work together, we can um, bring this stuff to life. And then yeah, also inspire other moms to do it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And if you think about it, you know, we going through the pandemic and all the things that, you know, come with that. And I think even pre-pandemic, like life as moms is a challenge. It's challenging sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. And it can feel very lonely because even if you know someone else's baby is also crying and, you know, keeping those parents up at night, it can feel like your situation is very unique and what you're going through is like, this is only you're going through this. But having those conversations, being in rooms where women lift each other up and, you know, encourage each other and show each other what's possible. You know, that's always the, the most fascinating thing to me is sitting in a mastermind group where someone else is making triple the kind of money that I'm making or whatever the thing is. Right. It's always fascinating to me spending time with those people and learning from them and experiencing just their essence, right? Being in the same room with them. So there's so much power in that. And I think, you know, 
as moms, we can literally change this world, you know? And so getting a bunch of us together and just, you know, going for it, why not? <laughs> sounds fun. It sounds fun. And I've, and we'll, I'll close with this is that um, there are so many masterminds and I kept asking myself, you know, why another one, why another one? But I think that the power of masterminding with other moms, that that layer of being a mom adds a whole new dynamic, but being with other moms in the room that understand that dynamic, I think yeah. is what will help so many of us work through whatever barriers we're at. Everybody's at different places in their journey. Um, but I think that just bringing this group together, it will uh, be a phenomenal experience. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and I want um, you to share with our audience how they can connect with you, um, what ways that they can um, reach out to you um, going forward. Cool. So they can find me on Instagram. I have a Facebook account, but I'm not really that active on Facebook. Uh, so they can find me on Instagram at Ilonkaras Coaching. And they can also visit my website. It's just my name, ilonkaras.com. And all the things are there. Um, and they can they can click all the links and go all the places and download all the things. So yeah. <laughs> Ilanka, thank you so much for joining me today. This conversation has been phenomenal. I look forward to having you back again. We will link all of your information in the show notes so somebody can easily uh, click on those links. And with that, I just say thank you and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you, Nicole. It was amazing. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Entrepreneurs Think Tank. We know the journey of entrepreneurship is not easy, but when you dive into the think tank, we hope to make your experience a little better than it may have been. Until next week, enjoy the journey.